Three, two, one. We're rolling. Action podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Uh, Mrs. Spielberg. Maybe we can uh, see him on the camera or show him. Steven Spielberg. Also Stephen King or just uh, Stefan Möslacher. <laughs> he's uh, Clemens Cordela's cousin. Mm -hmm. And he's 18. Only 18. So he's kind of, with having him in the room, we know we have to be a bit careful about what we say. Not be too rude. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, Steven's idea because he checked the YouTube stats of Master of Dirt. And um, as you know, it has been quite silent around MOD for one and a half years. Mm. And um, Mr. Spielberg said, hey, we need to, we need to like, bring people more involved about what we do. You've got to change it up these days, haven't you? It's not, um, it's not the usual. You have to think outside the box, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's a bit late for podcasting, but that's why we call it Master of Dirt Hangouts. And, you know, we have lots of colorful characters. Oh, nice. So we just want to hang out and talk. And um, super stoked to have you here, Sam. Well, you we know. are in the ultimate hangout sort of area, aren't we? The skate park is just underneath our feet. The warehouse, um, the office. What a sick place. Yeah, it's the first time I've come, actually. And yeah, so really impressed. For all those who don't know, Sam Reynolds, um, professional mountain bike dirt jumper, now free rider, mountain bike icon by now. And I'm uh, so proud to have you here. And I'm uh, also so proud my prediction was right about uh, about who Sam Reynolds will become. Oh, I think so. Yeah, we've been good friends for years, haven't we? It all started, I remember, in Leah Gang, no? Whitestown. Uh, yes. Yeah, you, you know the story better. My recollection of the story, I don't know if it's true as well, because it's a long time ago. Like, actually, I'm 30 years old tomorrow <laughs> or the next day. So, yeah, this must have been 12 years ago. I don't know, but it was one of my first contests at Lee again called the White Star, which is literally actually a huge mountain bike contest on the snow. And, um, yeah, it was a big opportunity. I went over. I can't remember. I think I did quite well. Maybe podium. And you were at the bottom. And I'd seen, um, I don't know, Master of Dirt DVDs and stuff. And you were like, oh, I, I'm Georgie. Nice to meet you. I do this thing called Master of Dirt. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, obviously. And you're like, yeah, what do you want to do? You want to come to the show next month? And I was like, yeah, of course I want to come to the show. Like, that'd be sick. And you're like, you know, to ride the show. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, let me... Uh, gonna have to probably ask my mom <laughs> i'm gonna try and find some money for a flight and you were like no nah, it's cool I'll, I'll buy your flight to the show i was like oh my god this is the best day ever and then it started from there and actually i think we did vienna and then you invited me to stay on and i changed my flight and we went to the next one which i think might have been Graz at the time but yeah that was 2010 2009 one of them but a long time ago yeah probably Probably something around that time. I just, I've always, um, it's the same with Toby Merz, who will ho hopefully also welcome at the show at some point. It's like, you know, you, you see how people ride with his thieves and you know if it's a foam pit kid and, uh, or a kid with, sk with skills. And as you know, hanging on the winch or jumping the huge ramps with no landing decks, uh, the super kickers back in the day. Yeah, I think we were to. the first one to jump like super motor super kickers on the on yeah. the mountain bikes. Yeah, and especially in a show, Master of Dirt brought that to everyone, didn't they? It was sick. Now, like it's kind of almost normal, but yeah, it was the first first of its kind a long time ago. And yeah, interesting what you said about sort of the seeing the future. Like now, I'm I'm almost thirty. It's like I'm a bit further along in my career, let's say. And I like to look now and see like wonder who's going to be the next guy who's going to be the next big thing or the next like 
I don't know, next guy to watch. And that's super cool, actually, to, to sort of know what I know and look back. And there's, like you said, there's some things you can spot in some kids, isn't there? Some kids are, like, really good, but you're like, you can see maybe the attitude's not quite right or something. And some kids, you're like, okay, I'm going to watch after this one. Yeah. Um, talking about new kids, who are those Hogson, Hodgson. I was going to say, so, sorry guys, no disrespect, but I live kind of in my own little bubble here in the warehouse. We tried to like survive COVID and of course. do loads of t-shirt productions. And I mean, hang out at the MOD dream yard in France, but I wasn't following so much. And then I see this whole UK posse, um, just, just, just killing it. Where, where, like, where do they come from? There's a guy called, yeah, Sam Hodgson who like I didn't really know either and I'm from the UK kind of scene as well so I was kind of surprised he basically sent in like an application video for sorry excuse me Audi 9s <laughs> the video like we do you can win a spot by just sending in a video so you like just film a video apply and you get like a wild card entry and he won that which sort of out of nowhere last year and then came to the show and um or came to the contest and every year the the wild card we invite like sometimes they send the most incredible videos then they come and I don't know if the pressure's too much or if the jumps are a lot bigger in real life than on their training ground at home. But sometimes they sort of don't really come to much. But he came and blew up the whole thing. He did like huge tricks the whole weekend, like wasn't scared of anything. And we were like really impressed. So kind of a, a month or so ago when um, when we tried to, we we're trying to pull Darkfest together. We just got back last week, actually. This is, I don't know when this is going up, but yeah, we just finished Darkfest. And yeah, we decided, I thought, let's let's give him another chance and invite him out. He impressed so much Audi 9s. Let's see what he can do on the big jumps. And I was like thinking, yeah, he's definitely a wild card and he's definitely going to um, do something, but maybe he's going to kill himself or maybe he might struggle on the jumps. But I tell you, we literally arrived and there's the biggest jump on the whole course, the 90 foot one up top, which is 30 meters. It's humongous. It's the most terrifying jump ever. Like even if you ride it all week, it's still scary. And we went like up to the top and there was like the usual suspects of like, I don't know, myself, C-Dog, um, BMW, the guys who kind of have been before. We jumped that jump. We took a few runs in and we were like, I don't know, like, is it feeling good? So, and we turned around to walk back up to do another test run and Hodgson literally flew down, sent it off the 90. He'd never even seen anyone do it. He didn't ask anyone. It was like ridiculous actually. And he sent it perfectly Jesus. to the landing and he opened up. That was the first jump of Darkfest and he sent it and opened it up. And for a kid that had never even seen the jumps or seeing anyone, you get so much confidence from watching someone else jump it. And he didn't even care. He just sent it. He had like, I don't know. And then he just said like, yeah, well, just turned my brain off and just went for it, really. But he's quite funny. I guess you'll meet him later this week and uh, everyone watching, you'll definitely hear more from him in the future. How old is he? 22, something like that. And then there is a two more guys in that clique or three? Yeah, well, they, they'd never met each other before. <clears throat> so we've been traveling with Cade and Chaos, who are well-known downhill World Cup racers, actually. Cade oh. Edwards and Chaos Seagrave. They actually raced downhill World Cup, but they just love free riding too. So we, again, thought, yeah, let's give them an invite as well and mix it up. Let's have some some racer boys because they they love dirt jumping. They love free riding. And it was a great choice. They, they were amazing too. They're some of my other two favorite riders from the whole event. And then, uh, yeah, we put them all in the room together, like a UK room. And yeah, they, they get on like a house on fire. And um, yeah, I think they're coming to ride some dirt jumps and some skate park here tomorrow. Sick. Yeah, cool. amazing. I look forward to meet them. I was like, who, who are they coming out of nowhere? I also don't follow World Cup. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's cool that you, that you give the young kids a platform. 
Yeah, um, well, that's what Fest is all about now. Like I've kind of, to start with, it was all for pushing the sport and giving myself the platform of all these big jumps to try with my friends. And now it's slightly changing to build the platform and give it to these younger guys and see what they can do with it as well. Like it's not, not about me anymore, which is, which is cool. It's nice to, uh, to be there with them, but yeah, to see what these guys are bringing and yeah, the highlight videos for dark fest is, is coming up soon. We're working on it now and yeah, you're going to see some new names there, I think, and be very impressed. I hope. Absolutely. Absolutely crazy. Like, um, I would, um, I would consider myself, um, not sketchy on a bike, but I mean, I've started 1999 and for me, there is like probably also reason why I was always like, Ooh, I don't even want to like see those jumps live and then like uh, feel like a pussy by not jumping it. But I think it's just, it's next level, right? I mean, yeah, the these size guys were of born in 2000 as well, just to make you feel extra. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> they were born in 2000, Cave, oh. Cave Chaos and, the, and Sam, I think actually, yeah, if not, not after. I mean, the size, the size of what you guys jump there is amazing. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, you, you have to respect it, don't you? Like I broke my wrist a few years ago and then we had one femur snap this year and broke his wrist. Like it's easy to forget when broke his wrist this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. I think that might be quite secret. Maybe we cut that. Can we start that one again? Actually? <laughs> <laughs> why is it secret? We like, I don't know. He didn't want to announce it. Okay. I don't know why. He, yeah. He said he didn't want any pictures up or anything. Okay. Okay. I don't know why. Is, okay. Well, um, maybe we can go back a bit. Actually, yeah, thinking about it. No, we, we can. You will play. You will play magic. Okay. Cool. But what, what was the question actually? Yeah. Before. Um. No. No. The respect. Like. Yeah. yeah the, the respect you have to have for the jumps and that like injuries occur. But I think that you know it's a reason why also everyone was like, ah, oh, don't you like you're a mountain biker and you run mass of dirt? Don't you want to? try freestyle motocross like over the past 15 years i've heard this question so many times mm. hell no yeah. that was never even an option because i've <laughs> seen how freestyle started every every practice you had someone hitting the back of the landing over jumping snapping femurs um wrists everything like it was constantly uh, how you say go back and forth to the hospital yeah you had on um, speed dial <clears throat> yeah no i was like no it, it's just too dangerous and that's what i respect about the big jumps and then you know if you're so caught into business and the world where your shoulders just go more narrow together because you're in front of the computer all the time and you're not um shredding bikes every day then it's probably not the best idea to ride there but the, <laughs> no. but there is um where's the event happening in happening in stellenbosch Stellenbosch in South Africa. So it's like one hour from Cape Town, which I guess most people have heard of in, in South Africa. It's like a, a nice, really nice place to go visit. And Stellenbosch is where chances are, if you've had a bottle of red wine from South Africa, it's probably from Stellenbosch. And it's probably from the road which Darkfest is on. Actually, we stay on this beautiful wine wine farm and they have like a bike park there. And the, the son of the owner, Ike, is uh, actually a World Cup racer and super into the jumps. And yeah, he's kind enough to let us build the jumps there. And we go crazy there each year invite everyone along and and have a good time actually would you hit those jumps on a motocross bike we kind of always because there's been a few events where where like loose fest for example they have mountain bikes and motocross and that's really cool to like see them together but um the, the, it's too hot and dusty out there actually if you because a motocross bike like they give it some throttle up the lift and they go like Rrr. That would definitely just chew up the jump so we, we we've thought about having moto guys there but actually just the maintenance on the jumps is already 
so mad we have to water the jumps all the time fix up the takeoffs and this year we had a lot of rain actually so we had to tarp the entire course which i think is like 800 meters the course and we have to tarp the whole thing like we had to tarp it twice actually three times because it rained three times and so we tarped it all up what's tarping tarp is like plastic like oh the plastic okay. kind of roll that we yeah. roll down over yeah, the, top yeah, of the yeah. jumps to protect them from the rain and then we had to roll them all up again to start the session so yeah a lot of work goes on behind the scenes actually is building big jumps is is the best but it's an awful lot of work that's why we only do it for one week a year you can't you can't it's not really sustainable all year round but that's what keeps it special like if you had those jumps in your back garden i think i don't know you'd get used to it and like you said with fmx It's just a matter of time almost. You make mistakes every one in a thousand, but if you're always doing big jumps, your mistake might be uh, pretty costly. But would you like personally go on an MX bike and ride the course? Would I? Some jumps, maybe the big long one, but not the steep ones. No, you need a lot of skill, I think. There's definitely guys that could do it and be amazing on it. Or probably someone could ride it on a pit bike if they if they really wanted. But um, no, you'd, you'd, I don't know. I wouldn't, no, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, if you want to do a, a, a co collab event, maybe we managed to get some promoters for a MOD in South Africa again. Last time cool. we've been, been in there, right? 2008, and then uh, maybe have Cecil build some additional lips and then like do some insane crossover shots. I think that would be yeah, that would be next level. And as um, as um, Nico from Audi Nines, he's played with that idea but never put it to execution. Um, maybe he was scared the after parties were even going to be even wilder. <laughs> yeah, I think most people are scared of that. With, with the motocrossers, um, probably then, um, yeah, like we're ready. So make it happen. I'm down. Talk to the dark fest. Uh, right, yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, we could put it, some ramps in there. Get a voo oh, down there. Yeah, that would be sick. I'm sure he's got some ramps kicking around, isn't he? Alistair that, Sayer. That would be insane. Shout out to Alistair Sayer. Yeah, yeah, I miss him. We haven't seen him for a while. We yeah. miss him. I guess he's back down in... Where does he live? He lives in Joburg. It's pretty right. rough. So, you know, they're like... Not been Every there, two yeah. years they rob the house and da-da-da. And he's almost by himself. So there's not too many... There's not a big riding scene. And usually he always hung out with us in Europe. Yeah, you just can't at the moment, can you? No. Pretty ready for, for it to finish and for the shows to be back on. The last MOD show I came to, I worked out on the way here, was 2019. But that was with my broken wrist. I was Lins. a spectator. In Linz, right? No, I think I was watching in yeah in Vienna. In Vienna in 2019, the one the last one I rode must have been 2018. Ooh, the big one in Vienna. Yeah, because I was injured, so I came because I couldn't go to team camp that year. Ooh, what a pity! So yeah, maybe, maybe we can get some um, some pictures of MOD Vienna. But 2022 yeah. is coming back, right? MOD. Yeah, fingers fin crossed. Fingers crossed. We moved everything to 2022 because we didn't want to push the crowd around that much, you know, and. Um, It might be a bit pessimistic on the other side, also very optimistic because like, who knows? I, who I knows? really, I really don't know what, what, what to say about, except that if we come back, it's going to be with a massive bang. Everyone is super ready. Everyone has been training. No one has been backing down from training. That's for sure. And the, and the fans are ready too. I'm sure I want to see it happen. I missed it the last couple of years. Yeah, no, it's going to be, um, it's actually going to be a huge, 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 um, success and huge vibe from from every side but for now at the moment there's so many questions like testing how mm. do we test the people what we do with vaccinated people do we let only vaccinated people ride level like or, or, or work there you know there's 600 people in the crew if i have to test them every wow, time yeah. who's gonna afford it you know it's not and that's also why playing a venue with 50 capacity was never an option for us because who is gonna 
like, like our break even, so the point where you're at zero and start making money is usually at 70 to 85% of filling the venue. Wow. So it's a high risk thing. And I'm not like, you know, I buy a keychain for 20 cents and sell it for 12. It's yeah. like I, I, I have to like calculate a lot of a, a lot of expenses to make such a big show. But I think our success happened because we always added new riders, new things, the scissor lift, <laughs> the airbags that, that helped the riders to actually survive those shows, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and that helped uh, us to be able to have Adolf do three triple flips, no, four triple flips in three days and eight additional ones on his head, you know. <laughs> to, to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the physio works pretty hard at MOD uh, Vienna weekend, doesn't yeah. he? I remember being in that room quite a lot. Yeah, shout out to Danny, to Danny Doran, oh, yeah. Sayo's girlfriend. Um, mm -hmm. She does a great job. Fixing up all the boys to yeah. get them back. Just the needles, the needles hurt a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I do. really don't, um, don't like it so much. But uh, to stay at the MOD subject, I'm just <laughs> reading some of my notes. It's insane. <laughs> um... We kind of been laying low on the streaking business. Is that because you have been approaching 30 and I've, uh, <sighs> because I mean, to pick up the audience a little bit here for some reason, it's always been, um, we always wanted to be taken very serious at Master of Dirt on the track. And you know, there wasn't really circusy shit like dressing up on the track or, no, or, no. or pretending like the riders are clowns or calling our riders idiots or something like that. It's like the mullet, isn't it? It's like business at the front and then party in the back. That's the MOD way. The MOD is a humongous mullet actually thinking about it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's very nice. That's a very nice comparison. Massive Dirt is like a huge mullet. That's very good. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that one. But we had the streaking. Maybe you can... Maybe a, f a few flashbacks. Well, we had the Rocket Streak League, didn't we? Which comprised, I guess, of myself, you, Sire was there, Nikolai, um, pretty good mountain biker you guys may have heard of. Alistair, Vuvu. Alistair Sayer and Matt McDuff from Canada as well. And basically, it was just a WhatsApp group. And if you, you had to film yourself doing a streak somewhere, or even if we were all together, you just had to do a streak around the hotel film it or everyone else filmed it and it was kind of a bit of a competition like a one-up like it is on the track someone does like a 360 and you want to do a 360 bar spin and then the next guy has a 360 double bar spin the same thing uh, we have the same mentality with streaking and uh, yeah we're doing it for years aren't we all yeah. around the world sending Babe. videos <laughs> also here to pick up the other streaking means running around naked correct oh yeah and simple as that yeah yeah and we have it's like you know it from the big soccer stadiums mm -hmm. and we have uh we have this noise <laughs> so always when you heard that noise that's why it's the rocket street yeah, yeah you know, like a rocket like <laughs> you knew someone you was approaching to streak <laughs> and i think the, there's one one in winterberg you've been there yeah yeah the massive one, one. In, massive one in winterberg doing naked cartwheels in front of twelve thousand people yeah um <laughs> that was when fabio was still uh, with elias and i think elias didn't like it so much because um <laughs> we ran out of the sick tent, um, <laughs> but that was a pretty good one. And then the biggest complaint we got, and they didn't know because they were sending me as the CEO the email, like six grown up men just <laughs> ran through the hotel lobby at eight in the morning on Sunday, <laughs> which was um, after the after party. And it was Alistair, Rob. Yeah, Rob was in it too. You, yeah. Nikolai. Nikolai, Des, Des yeah. and myself. So basically the 
two heads of MOD and then the writers. And, <laughs> and we who were, had someone was filming it, but they had like a newspaper at the breakfast table. Who was filming it? Yeah, we have no with with two camera angles of it. Let's <laughs> let let's actually try and find it. This one uh, this one would be insane. <laughs> this one was insane, and the hotel complaint was was very long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, damaged hotels as well, of course. Um, friendship pools. <laughs> 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 I, I had I had one earlier. I was like, oh, I, 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 was, I was holding that one in. I was like, no, I don't need to do a fart in a podcast. But then you said poo, and out it comes because I guess the MOD hangout is the only only podcast you can pull. <laughs> yeah, I think people also take themselves too serious. You know? I mean, yeah, I completely agree with that. At the end of the day, it's just messing around on bikes. Yeah, and, and uh, one day, so no, and and it's fun. There is actually, let's touch base on the art of fart. Are you still in there? No, I actually had to leave. It's just too many farts. <laughs> <laughs> so our our Dutch friends made a group called the Art of Fart. It's a WhatsApp group that actually had over uh, two hundred fifty people at one point. Yeah, and you can just fart in there so it's just voice messages of different farts maybe we can also add a few or actually i can play a few um we have uh it, it's just different now we, we yeah, can like add them said. later so no basically if you want to be added to the art of fart you can just comment in the um, <laughs> in the <laughs> youtube comments and we'll add you it's a whatsapp group where you can only fart inside and the brother of lewis hamilton was in there come went crooked net sky um some Austrian politicians, uh, so many people just enjoy the art of fat. You can just listen. You can mute the group when you're sad. You go and you push <laughs> some. You, you you just listen to people all over the world farting. And I swear to God, I in like especially at like piss ups, as you would say. You know, when you get drink, when you, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you drink in groups, usually you you promote the art of fat. I had in my whole life, and I think, no, not my whole, in the four years the Art of Fart existed, I had only two people, and I probably pitched it to 400. Only two people were like, mm, I don't want to join that. And the rest just really, really enjoyed the yeah. Art of Fart. So, yeah. I was in it for a long time. I don't know. I think my phone like ran out of memory or something. And because 18 farts come through any, every minute of the day, I was like, this must be bad for my phone <laughs> memory. I had to leave, I think. I guess I'll join now again. Yeah, we have to make sure to to get the the new UK kids in. Oh yeah, um, they might like it. Yeah. What else? Uh, yeah, a, a question that's that's burning on my tongue. What up? What's up with uh, Alpine Stars? Like, what happened there? I, they um, oh, they've been my sponsor for four years, and um, it just came back to renewal time as it does at the end of the year, and they 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 couldn't do it anymore. I think they had a super bad time with lockdown. And uh, especially being in an Italian company, I think they just struggled a little bit and they lost a lot of marketing budget and they and they couldn't make it happen. And sadly, I was one of the guys whose contract year was up. So they, uh, yeah, they just told me they couldn't do it anymore. So Shit. I thought that was that. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame to be let down that last minute, but um, it is what it is. It's how it goes. It's pretty, pretty cutthroat, I think, the industry, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's... In general, the different, you know, the, the bigger the company gets, the the, the less the bad feelings on, on their side get. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have to cut budgets, they cut budgets. Plus, at the end of the day, it's always the company that, that needs to survive, you know. So, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, so there's not but, really hard feelings there, but it was, uh, oh, it's a little unfair. But Any I, I, goodbye I, I, present? Any? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? No, no, just a text message, actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's just the WhatsApp. But it is what it is. I'm not surprised anymore. It's happened many times, actually. Yeah. A lot of people think that being a pro mountain biker, you, I don't know, people wipe your ass and, and say you're the best everywhere. But actually, it's pretty hard work getting sponsors every year. It's a full time business on the back. And, and you can see that from from some riders. Some guys are amazing at riding and just don't have that business side of things. And they struggle a little bit. And other guys, you can sort of be like, not you can be like wow he's a good rider but he's not that good how is he a professional kind of but they're really good at the business side these days you have to have a bit of both i think which is well, i quite enjoy it. it's like a good challenge but yeah some guys don't like it at all and definitely it can take the fun out of out of riding so you have to you have to f- strike a good balance these days actually it's a it's a complicated life being you, a pro rider you know what i um who comes to my mind is adrian laurent Mm-hmm. You know him, that racer, racer guy from France, the fast, yeah, yeah, fast he like kid? does the did crank he do King of Crankworks. I think, I yeah, think he literally yeah. won the whole of Crankworks. Yeah, doesn't have a bike sponsor. Does he not? No, that that just shows you exactly how difficult it is these days. How can you be the king of Crankworks? Like, kind of the best. That's almost officially the best all round rider you can be in the whole world. And to not have a bike sponsor is that just shows you the how yeah. difficult it is actually. So if you're a bike sponsor and you hear this and you have any bike parts or bikes at the moment, which probably no company has, Adrien Laurent, check him out on Instagram. We will um, put an insert. He's, wow. he's a great guy, super fast, super humble. And I think uh, the humble part is also important, you know, not Very like there is yeah. so many, like not, I mean, no, that there's just some guys that I think spread the, um, spread the wrong message. Uh, and this brings me to, um, to a point I have to nail you <laughs> down on. What the hell happened with Fest Serious? Um, because I have been, like I mentioned, I'm a little bit in my own world and so on. And then, but I'm on Facebook because I'm an old fad. I'm turning 34 tomorrow. Yeah, I think Please you need to be a, over 30 to use Facebook these days. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> Please send uh, your presents to uh, the MOD warehouse. I'll happily take them. <laughs> oh, yeah, got, it's literally me and Georgie's birthday this week, which is a scary thought. Yeah, that, that will be nice. What a great place to yeah. be. It's your 30th. I remember my 30th in, in Hungary, back with Nikoli and, and Desmond. That was a good one. Was Sayer there too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He drove us. They surprised us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. No, it was really good. Um, but anyway, I've see, as I'm an old Facebook fat, I saw this posting and I'm like, okay, split ways, blah, blah, blah. Where I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like, who cares? Mm. Uh, like, for me personally, I love watching watching the events. And if it's a part of this or that, like, I don't care. It's, it's dope. Um, and then I think it's, it's dope what you guys do. But then I checked the comments. And damn, I think um, that backfired a little bit on, on I, I don't know, which message they really wanted to spread. But how do you yeah, feel about sure it? Yeah, I'm not sure what message they, they were spreading as well, to be honest. Like they, well, basically, I'll just tell the whole truth. I'm not going to spread any any beef or anything. But the, basically, the, the Fest Series guys, the original guys, wanted to put some rules in for the Fest series and uh, Dark Fest has been part of the Fest series. We joined three or four years ago and um, they made a few rules, including um, who should and who shouldn't be invited. Um, so that was my first problem with these new new rules. And then uh, some other things to do with the, the media output and um, and what they should do and, and how it should go and what channels it should be on, which I, I didn't really agree with <coughs> either. And um, they didn't want to have any awards either to make it a non-competitive event. And I didn't agree with that one either. So we kind of uh, both agreed to, to go our own way. To disagree. <laughs> yeah, we agreed to disagree, exactly. And because Dark Fest is about inclusion and like without without being allowed to invite who we wanted, we wouldn't have been able to invite these new guys. We wouldn't have been able to see what they can do, which is, 
like I said earlier, Darkfest is all about that, pushing the limits. And, and it's also about giving a load of riders a good platform to promote themselves. And I know as well as anyone how difficult it is to be a professional mountain biker these days, especially a free rider. There's not many events, especially with COVID going on. Like it's actually pretty hard to, to make yourself valuable to a sponsor. So any, any event that can help that, I think is a good thing, which is why Darkfest, we, we let anyone come. They can bring a camera if they want. Some guys even bring their own film crew and they make their own videos from the event because that's, I don't know, I want to give back. And, and if that event was, well, maybe, I don't know, like Master Dirt, maybe was one of my big chances when I was, was young. And, and that really gave me a platform to make myself valuable for sponsors and make a career. So I want to do that for the young kids like Hodgson as well. I hope he can, I hope everyone can now see how crazy he is and how good he is. And, um, same with the awards. I didn't tell anyone what the awards were, so it's not a competitive environment, really. And um, and their riders judged, right? So the riders completely riders judged. Yeah, so it means <coughs> so much. And like I know for fact that some guys have like awards from these events in their contract for bonuses, or and and it's super nice to go and show some something at the end of the event and say these are the winners these are the guys who did well it's like much easier as a as a press package to send out to the the news and stuff and um, great for the riders to say hey look i won best trick here or i won the king of dark fest like sam hodge did he can take that back to his sponsors and they can i I guess that could mean as much as a crankworks medal hopefully one day something like that so yeah these are all reasons why we kind of thought okay that's fine if these are your guys rules and they're non-negotiable which they weren't then uh, that's fine. We'll go our own way. It it it's sad. I, I was sad to see this. On the other hand, I was like, "Yo, who gives a shit?" Like, yeah, that's I, uh, that's what we thought in the end. We we're like, whatever. We're gonna keep doing what we do. And those guys, I don't fully understand what they want to do, but like, that's cool. Like, I don't have to. That's their thing. They can do what they want. Like, and if they don't like making all these videos and big sponsors, then that's fine. They don't have to. I like that. It, it pays our fuel for the diesel to, to build the jumps and it pays to invite riders and give them nice food and give them hotels that stuff's not free so I don't know if those guys are going to find that out soon or or not but you need sponsors like you said to to make it happen and and yeah unfortunately you have to do a couple of things that maybe you don't think is perfect but it is what it is and yeah you don't have to be a professional rider like but if you want to be you need a sponsor yeah exactly and if you want to make um If you want to make your dreams reality, unfortunately, they cost money, Mm, you know, and as long as we don't live in a a huge burning man environment where you trade or, uh, you know, you trade everything and you, you offer labor or sex to get your bread or your next set of cranks. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't think many people do that. Yeah. I mean, I I would be down, but uh, (laughs) but, uh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 unfortunately that's not how it it works these days. No. And uh, I kind of get both sides and like no front, no front to everyone, but, um, no, that like the crowd said. spoke. That's the, that's the, that's the best thing. Like, and it's so rare that within the comments, you don't have a discussion. You know, usually news hacking or like doing something like that will build a discussion that's so big that the reach will on both ends go like crazy because the fans start fighting about it. Yeah, it was almost a bit of beef, wasn't it? Like some exciting news. I think it was like Pink Bike's most read article of the week and everything. And it had like 300, oh, 500 comments. Like. I haven't checked Pink Bike, to be honest. I just checked Facebook and this was really just... Um, on the dark fest, um, yeah, pink bike was quite brutal actually, to be honest. On both sides? No, sadly not, but, uh, but yeah, like whatever it's been said now and we, we had a call actually earlier and, um, he explained, he apologized for the press release and said it was a bit of a mistake actually, but, and then we decided that that's fine. No, big up, also big up for, you know, for, uh, then having the balls. I mean, 
that the guys have balls, we know, but mm. by, by seeing what they jump, but, but having the, the ethic of, of saying, okay, sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's the most important thing. Something that really pisses me off is when people cannot say sorry. Yeah, you bump yeah. into someone, you say sorry, hey, excuse me, and then yeah, people make mistakes. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've yeah. done millions of mistakes. Yeah, I definitely. I don't fully forgive them yet. Like it still hurts a little bit. That that press release. Yeah, of out of nowhere, we should have been able to discuss it at least. But whatever, it is what it is. Everyone likes riding bikes. That's fine, and there's no point arguing about it. So we're just going to, I'm going to get over it myself anyways and, and continue doing it because that's what I like doing. Talking of sorry, uh, Andrew Needling, I'm sorry <laughs> for what I've done to your, <laughs> to we your actually talked. We actually did his podcast um, a few months ago and yeah, he asked me if I had any funny stories and I told that story and uh, he didn't put it in. Yeah, so... Um, Lucky the MOD podcast, a little less censored than the <laughs> Andrew Needling show. Yeah, exactly. I just want to say I'm, I've been just been the executor. <laughs> but, For all uh, those who yeah, don't we know have the been story, in, which is actually no one knows the story. We came out of Leo Gang Party. We'd had a couple um, couple sherbets, as it were. We were a little drunk, walking home, and um, Papa Hog decided he needed to do a poo. I, I actually really, I had stomach problems these, yeah. this weekend because like we have been constantly drinking and had bad catering food and I'm like, Sam, Sam, I need to have a poo and I wanted to poo next to our tent, if you remember. And yeah, then yeah, you yeah. said, no, no. But next to the tent was my good friend, World Cup racer Andrew Needling's tent. So we just quickly popped in there and uh, did a poo on the floor with some masks <laughs> and filmed it. And yeah, we're super drunk. So obviously we thought it was the funniest thing that had ever happened and then went to bed. And then I uh, forgot about it. And we walked down through the pits the next morning. And remember, he was sweeping out the look on his face. He was so angry. We were like, oh, oh. hey, Andy, what, what's happening? And he's like, don't even talk to me. It's fucking bullshit. I can't believe it. Who would do that in the tent? And we were like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And he came like five years later and he was like, I knew it was you. <laughs> I know it was you. You can tell me now. And I was like, wasn't me, wasn't me, I promise you. Was, I, I could maybe point you in the right direction. He's like, no, nah, no, it was you. I know it was you. And then I met him in Leo Gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or was it Salbach? I know in Salbach or Leo Gang pose. Same shit, different story. Um, and <laughs> he's like, oh, Georgie, are you the guy that shat in my tent? And I'm like, <laughs> it was basically a mechanic tent, so I didn't shit on his bed. No, no, it's I where they work on the bikes. Yeah. yeah. It was not inside a truck. Yeah. Or anything. Uh, but actually the mechanic was, I think, sleeping in there. So we were lucky. Imagine we would have been called like, whoa. No, anyway, um, so yeah, I said, yeah, it, it was me, but it was Sam's idea. <laughs> so, and and that, that equals it out. So, so we both take the blame. I wanted to ask you as a rider with such an international flair and uh, I think your wife, Amy, she's also, she keeps uh, traveling. Yeah, yeah, she works for MotoGP. So oh, she that's... has a, almost a busier, actually a much busier schedule than me, yeah. Wow, so you can... She's in uh, Barcelona right now. Just and she does the TV interviews, right? Yeah, she does some pit lane reporting, does the press conferences out there, yeah. And why did you, I mean, why the UK? Like for me, I've been there and I'm, I'm happy to explain in the second, like, what what how it opened my eyes but mm -hmm. uk for like i think the most people on the on the planet is like yeah hooligans fights <laughs> beer drinking bad weather yeah those definitely are things that happen there yeah but i don't know it's, it's like everywhere there's different places isn't there just for some reason we're famous for our for our hooligans because i think they're the ones that come on holiday and make the most noise don't they of you guys yeah 
True. But, um, no, there's lots of nice people from England, and sometimes the sun comes out as well. We have a great riding scene, like, and uh, yeah, it's just home, isn't it? It's where you're born, where you grow up, is is where you like the most. I love visiting so, other places, but I love going home. So for you, there was it was never an option to. No, to, there's to like move to Spain or well, like when I was smaller, younger, riding like the contest. Yeah, I thought about moving to Spain to ride La Poma all the time, or try and get to California to ride. But I don't know. There's not. It's just where you where you're growing up, where your family is, and where you're used to, isn't it? And, yeah. and I like it there. I like no, the, totally. the climate, and I'm just used to it. And I like to travel, and I like to visit other places. But I love to go home. We yeah, we just got a new house and got my lifetime dream of building dirt jumps in my garden. So I'm the happiest person in the world right now. Amazing, yeah. No, I have to say, I, uh, I, I had a miss. I mean, we've been, I've been in the UK loads and stuff, and of course, there's very, very, very rough cities and rough corners. But then, when I came to your um, your place, like Hazelmere, and the, the countryside is so beautiful, the trails are beautiful, the people are funny, open. There is, you know, there is not only fish and chips. There is actually, an in, I, I think the the alleys in the supermarket for like healthy food are, are, are bigger than here. It's really, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just what you see on the news, isn't it? Like if you, if you absolutely crazy um. South Africa before you go there, like I had such a picture in my mind of what it was going to be like. And it was not like that at all. Same with America. Like, yeah, there's a lot of fat people there, but not everyone's fat, you know? And, and like, I kind of like you'd imagine here. And I think I said, you've got to keep an open mind, haven't you? And not, um, segregate people into, into stereotypes and, travel the world and see people. That's the, the most important lesson I've learned is to travel around. I'd never have come to Austria if it weren't for the contest. And I love it here. It's one of my favorite places. No. Yeah, exactly. Like no prejudgments, but get yeah, a big shout out to the UK. Um, it's, it's absolutely amazing. If you guys are, uh, ever want to travel and, and visit, I probably recommend summer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> but, uh, summer. It's, it's, you need it's, to come to my house. It's come beautiful. ride the jumps. Oh, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. We'll sort it out. And uh, John Pound, you meet every Wednesday to ride trails, right? Yeah, we have Wednesday like, Night Trails Club. Yeah, everyone's, uh, I think I'm the youngest one there, actually. So we're a big 30 plus crew. Every Wednesday we meet after work and we've got some lights and we go to the jumps and um, dig jumps and ride bikes, have a barbecue. And it's amazing. Even in the winter, if it's raining, we'll still go there and hang out in the shack. It's really cool. I think you need that, like a little local crew and some friends, don't you, to, to have like a, a meeting every week to, to, to keep in touch. And that's, that's how we do it. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're we're trying to establish it here. It's not so easy because so many guys are, you know, all over the place and stuff. And I think there it's like just every Wednesday, you don't even write if you're coming, right? Yeah, there's yeah. Sometimes there's two people there. Sometimes you just turn up and no one's there, but rarely. And uh, yeah, like you said, there's I'm always away or someone someone's away or someone's busy. But every Wednesday, you just know at least one person's going to be there. So you go there and it's wicked. We've got... 10 of us pretty much. If, if it's a big week, we'll, there'll be 10 there. And if it's a small one, there'll be two. But there's always someone there, yeah. Yeah, I also have to say that um, UK has been, a, I just thought about now, huge influence for me. Sprung videos. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, those orange bicycles, DMR back in the day, Luke Smith, uh, Rob... Uh, Horton. H Horton, I think. Yeah. Uh, those guys, like... Or that, that, that ginger guy that did the X up can cans. Yeah, like, I uh, think that's, Ross Tricker. Man, yeah, big yeah, shout me too. out. I big think shout we out the to same all DVDs. those guys. Yeah, I think like and, and the, the music and that uh, the whole vibe with the James Brown music yeah, yeah. and stuff and people just jumping trails and it was all so technical how they wrote. It's um, really amazing. So 
Yeah, true. Yeah. That definitely paved the way, didn't it? Hopefully, we can be an influence to some younger kids as they were to us as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure you you guys were, and I'm pretty sure new the newcomers also like Matt Jones. He's been doing some crazy stuff. Definitely a big influence for all the kids. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. Also, you 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 loads into like race drones and cars, or what are your hobbies? Like, what do you do when you don't ride bikes? Because for is it for you? Like it, for me now, it's like more, okay, you go ride, you ride a session and then it's, you know, then you're done and you do your neck, you go and move on with the next thing where back in the day, it was literally like spend a whole day on my bike. Yeah. I yeah. Think it has been 10 years. I haven't spent a whole day on my bike in my pads. Is it the same for you or no, this, for you as a pro still? No, it's definitely like you said, like the sessions get shorter and shorter and there's too much stuff to do. Like I can't just go and spend every day riding a bike, but then it makes the big sessions when I do spend the whole day on my bike extra special yeah because life does take over doesn't it when you get older and you have to pay bills which is sad but anytime i can go for a proper session on the bike is 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 amazing yeah and uh, but in terms of other hobbies oh, like you said when i broke my wrist in 2019 i had three months and i couldn't do anything so i decided to learn race droning like fpv i always thought that was super cool so i um yeah learned to do that And if I'm not riding, I'm always doing something like making a video. Like I try and make a video a week, if, if not two. And that takes a lot of time. I edit them all myself as well. And then back to something on the house or do something like that's a whole week gone every week. And then um, if I do have some spare time, I try and do like a track day or something with my friend Daryl Brown as well. He, he's a rider too from the UK. And we both have MX-5s, which we've turboed up. And uh, we've got like roll cages and race brakes and tires and stuff. We go do track days. And uh, yeah, that's sort of a nice... For drifting? Do you drift in those? Or we do do drift. We're not like drifters. We do track days, but we do we do like to skid around as well. How uh, how powerful is the MX-5? Uh, we got about... It's a Mazda, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a little Mark 1 MX-5. I think it's got 240 horsepower. Stock? Got, like, no, no. I think they're like 100 stock. But there I've got like a forged engine, a big turbo on there, race brakes, race suspension. Yeah, how much tire. money you put in that car? Uh, none, actually. Well, no, a little bit. Like I bought some brakes and I'd done a bit of work on it, but it's fun. Like it's a hobby to like work on it. It's like old cars you can work on yourself. Like the new ones, I think there's no, no chance. Like with the GTI, you wouldn't even open the bonnet, would you, to take a look to see if anything went wrong. But with the Mazda, it's like a pit bike almost. You can see what's broken and you can try and fix it, which I, I enjoy working out how things work and, and that's super fun to work on. But no, I think it was, I bought it for like five grand with a lot of the work done. And then over the last few years, I've just done a few bits and pieces, gone to a track day, broken something and fixed it. It's super cheap and, and really good fun. It's like not the most powerful and fastest car, but it teaches you everything you need to know. It's like a little, like I said, a little pit bike of a car. You can drift it, learn to learn to drive and it's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Harry Maine uh, also got a MX-5 now. Do you follow him? Has he? Yeah, he talks so funny. What, in the last week? No, like in the last four weeks and he now has wheels and he's like gone crazy on the MX-5. Did he? Yeah. He, I, he texted me literally like three weeks ago, like, I want to buy your MX-5. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, no. no. Yeah, he got it. I was like, no, that's my one. <laughs> so he got one now. Yeah, I'm, I'm so amused by following his stories because his accent is so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. And, he's from um, North, he? He's a cool guy. Like, uh, I, lo I loved how he wrote BMXs and stuff. And now he's, like, crazy about his garage that he built. And yeah, so. yeah, that's sick, yeah. Super, super sick, yeah. Okay, um, I have one more thing written down because I know that you guys have been on an Audi 9s meeting. Yeah, we have this morning, Just yeah. Now. Mm. She finished what, that and came over here. What can you what can you leak? It's not 
too much, but uh, we're in the quarry again for mm-hmm. another year because it's just such an amazing spot, actually. Like in terms of a, a builder's paradise, it's absolutely it. Like we can get huge machines there. Whereas sometimes in the olden days, we had to build at the top of a mountain, which is, you don't think about the, the obvious things, but getting a machine up to the top of the mountain takes so damn long. And sometimes it's not even possible. And the dirt in the mountains is rocky. Whereas in the quarry, there's somewhere you can dig some kind of dirt from anywhere and it's perfect for building because it's underground almost there's there's no wind as well which is actually for an event point of view is the the biggest thing is the weather that can the only thing that can ruin it is if the jumps suck or if the weather's bad so like that gives us that takes away one of the one of our worst enemies which is wind so it's a great spot actually and it's pretty iconic these days so we're gonna go back perfect what we'd already started and um i guess probably some pretty big news for this year is there's going to be girls for the first time in the quarry, which is going to be cool. Ah, I've seen, yeah, last year they had, a, or the year before there was a girl already visiting. Yeah, they came wow, to check it out. I wonder who's that's going to be. Well, that's not for me to say, so you're going to have to wait and see. To build a special line? We are going to build a couple of extra features, yeah, but we are hoping that they can join in with all the rest of us but yeah we won't know until then but yeah we'll build a few warm-up lines as well not just for the girls for the boys as well to to have fun on yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh yeah i think it's gonna be a a, a cool one it's gonna be a game changer i hope for sure awesome um for where can we find you on social media if we want to are you tiktoking you're are you like dubbing voice dubbing on tiktok no i did get jumping around in a three years ago and i lost the password and they haven't been able to log back in since then so i do have a page but it's got two posts on i think so yeah don't go on that one but instagram youtube and facebook sam reynolds 26 i'm sure you can find me on them youtube's been going well right yeah yeah i started to try and do that the last last couple of years it's going amazing yeah cool very hard work but super fun i like it making videos when we go out it sort of gives you that extra bit of motivation to maybe try a trick or something that you'd probably not do if you weren't making a video but you're like ah. Oh, Let's try and do it for the video, make it better. And yeah, I've had a lot of support and it's been amazing off that. And people seem to genuinely enjoy the videos. I've done all my backyard, like build videos as well, which people have been super invested in. And, and yeah, check it out. Join Dope. the ride. Well, thank you for joining. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for and having me. I'm honored to be episode zero pilot podcast. Yeah, exactly. Dirt Hangouts. Exactly. So let's see if we'll need to do it again. Uh, if there has been any technical issues but uh, no I think uh, everything should have worked thank you thank you Stephen for the input Um, thank you guys for listening we're gonna be uh, putting loads of new characters or loads of old characters of the MOD family hopefully hopefully we will welcome Sam again for an episode two at one point Um, yeah write in the comments who else should come next eh? yeah who do you guys want to see exactly who do you guys want to hear yeah, and then um, yeah, look forward to our birthday, and uh, it's been an honor uh, following your journey and be part of your journey. Right, thanks, Papa. Oh, and grab some Darkfest merch because um, Massive Merch and Darkfest have teamed up for a limited edition collection. Okay, here um, it is. Yeah, so it's coming. Uh, it's actually online already, but it's sold out soon. And then we'll have to stick our heads together and see what uh, what's next. Sounds good to me. Thank you, guys. Cheers. I don't know where the real camera is. Cheers. Give me a hand. That was fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. I'm happy.